0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: Hi everyone. On this episode of the podcast, I speak to budding young Northern New South Wales trainer, Jamie Hancock. We had a great chat about how she became involved in the industry, how she won with her very first starter as a trainer, her love affair of whelping and also some helpful advice for any budding trainer out there or someone who wants to develop a love like she has for whelping puppies. I hope you enjoy this episode. Can you just start off by telling me a little bit about, um, I'm keen to know how you got into, uh, into greyhound racing and more specifically um, into greyhound training and when you realised you want to become a greyhound trainer. So,
0: a few years ago, back when I was about 16, Pop used to, Pop's been training and racing for, I don't know, 10 plus years now. Yep. He had a litter of Pops there and I got a little bit involved, but being 16, it was one of them things that was... Yeah, cool puppies. Ew, they bite after that, and <laughs> moving on. But then, a couple of years ago, I was living in a rental. And Pop rang me up one night and said, can you come and help me with this litter of puppies? She started this, this bitch has started to have puppies a couple of days earlier. I said, all right, then." right, I've never whelped a litter before, but off I went <laughs> about 10.30 at night and helped her have this litter of pups. And yep. it wasn't even the puppies, it was that the dam. Like I just fell head over heels in love with her. She's, we've still got her now, she's just our house pet. But yep. she was just the most beautiful dog, yep. and I was like, "This is what I want to do." Like, you know, I had a Bull Arab and I had an American Staffy at the time, and they were absolute nut jobs. And then I met this beautiful <laughs> laid-back Greyhound, and I was like, "What am I doing with these other dogs?" Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and so the
1: whelping went all went well.
0: No, actually. We had a few problems with that whelping because she went a couple days early. So she had uh, three healthy puppies. Yep. And then they were just stillborn, coming uh. out one after to the other. And that sort of turned me off a little bit. Yeah, But just how beautiful she was, I was like, oh, might hang around a little bit longer. So I started coming out here like one day a week and then it was two days a week and then all of a sudden, my bag was packed, and I was here five days a week, and I said to my housemate, all right, I'm not re-signing the lease. I'm moving out to the farm, and yep. packed up everything, and I've been here for, oh, maybe three, four years now,
1: yeah, nice. How did Yeah, nice. Um, how did you sort of find all the sort of nuances that go with greyhound training? Did you think, oh, there's a, a bit more involved here than what I thought, or did you think, oh, this just sounds super cool?
0: um well i've got pop so pop and i do it together so it's not all just me thankfully i would pull out (laughs) my hair every day if that was the case i don't know how anyone does it alone (laughs) um so we we sort of piggyback off each other he has his roles i have mine but yeah it's full on you can't just pack up and go away on holidays
1: yep yep I i think too like i try and reiterate to people when i talk to to anyone that's a trainer or a kennel hand or something like that on here, I think a lot of people think, oh, hey, that looks so much fun, just taking your dog the race and then going home. I said, yeah, you need to yeah. talk to them. It's a little bit more involved than that.
0: Definitely.
1: What does a typical day involve De- for you? Pretty early starts, I'm guessing, and late finishes?
0: Um, a little bit, yes. Pop gets up and does the first very early morning empty, so I do occasionally get a little bit of a sleep in. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then, yeah. Swing, got get your dogs exercising. Depends on what day of the week it is and where they're going and when they're racing and yep. get exercises done and breakfast done and whatever else needs to be done in the day. He's designated himself the poo picker-upper. Up, so I don't have to do that. He picks up the poo and he empties <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, nice. How many dogs do you guys have on the property?
0: At the moment, we have – and so, we've got 12 racing kennels. Yep. Um, I think we have seven race dogs in there and one 12-month-old pup that we've just brought up. Yep. And then out in the paddock all up, I think there's three 12-month-olds, two four-and-a-half-month-olds, and and four three-month-olds. Yep. And then we have three retired greyhounds – or four retired greyhounds and a Labrador. Yep, nice.
1: <laughs> so you just sort of got like a continuous cycle coming through. Do you break in your own or do you
0: send them off away? No, no. we send them up to Queensland, up to Golden View. I just... Oh, yep, yep. I don't want to... I don't for a pub, you know for the sake of six seven hundred bucks. What's the point trying to do it yourself? Yep, yep, that's right. I don't want to risk it. Yeah, you know, there's lots of people that do it, but they know what they're doing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not about to start winging it. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Now, looking at confident. yeah, looking at your training stats. Am I reading it right that you got your first winner as a trainer with your first starter? Yep. Oh,
0: how good that? Dead.
1: Fab style, little twenty six kilo pocket rocket. Yeah.
0: Yes, Millie is her own case, that is for sure. <laughs> so originally we got two dogs, said and Pop, I said, you know, I was helping him for a while and I said, I want my own dog. Like, I want to be able to do things my way. Yep. So I went, all right, and I found this brother and sister in Victoria and I said, Pop, I want these ones. And he's like, there's a reason. And I was like, yeah, it just says I need a little bit of work. That's all. No, I should never have taken them, but I learnt my lesson. <laughs> You can't, you can't. One of them never made it to track. We sent her to be rebroken in and Casey was saying she'd come out the boxes and run straight up to the fence and stood up on the fence and wanted to play with Casey. Oh, no. The next time Casey hid behind the fence and she went looking for her. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. But I said to Pop, I'm not taking on any more giveaways and I'm not taking any more dogs from Victoria. And I, I still have never taken another dog from Victoria. <laughs> So we bought Fab Style for six hundred bucks. I think she'd only had about, I don't know, six starts or something, six or nine starts or something. And I yep. got this this little greyhound, and I thought <laughs> it's all going to be dandy. And she's super duper timid, so anxious, like just an absolute basket of fruitcakes. Yeah, right. Ooh. It was one of those things. I just sat on her kennel floor for about two weeks. Every single day, I just sat on the floor. And I thought, one day she'll like me. Like One day she'll want to come and hang out with me. And she did. And we've turned into absolute best friends. I have a portrait tattooed of her up the back of my leg. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Absolute basket of fruitcakes. So we'll keep her <laughs> forever. Like, she's just, there's, I would never, never try and rehome her. I don't trust her that much. She's still got signs of anxiety, but definitely yep. nowhere near as bad as they used to be. Yep. Yep. So how did you feel going into
1: her having her first start for you? Did you just think, oh, I don't know what she's going to do here? Or did
0: you think she might go okay? Like, how were you feeling? I had no expectations. Yep. I still go by the motto, if you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. Yep. Yep. Good motto. I no expectations going into it. Sort of just went, all right, get around in one piece and I'm happy. Yep. And somehow she managed to pull the win out. I thought, oh, this this gig's pretty easy, you know? <laughs>
1: I was gonna say not many trainers can claim to uh, to have been successful with their very first starter. So you've joined a pretty exclusive club there. So yeah, that's um that's awesome that, you know, like considering now you've told me sort of her backstory, uh, yeah, the fact that she came out and won for your first start is unreal. Yeah.
0: I said I did I said for about two weeks after that like I should have handed in my licence then and kept a one for one hundred <laughs> percent strike rate. <laughs> hung up the tag and went home and called it a day that's
1: right (laughs) go down in the history books (laughs) she did go into like she won a a few races for you afterwards like that obviously wasn't her only win for you
0: i think for us she made about ten and a half thousand and that's only running around i think prize money was about 1500 a win for a fifth grade so that's only running around sort of 1500 for a win and yeah, she made about 10500 from a $600 dog, which yep.
1: was not too bad. Not a bad investment at all. Um, how did you train her? That's what I'm curious about. If, if you had so much trouble with, you know, obviously, like you said, her anxiety, how did you train her?
0: It was, it was definitely hard. Like, it's something as simple as if she got a pre race swab, you may as well have scratched her and went home. Yeah, right. If there was a different on-track vet on that day, yep. same thing. You may as well scratch her and just go home, call it a day. You couldn't change anything, like, simple as you couldn't even brush her on that day because it was different to what happened every single day. Like, she needed routine to a T. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was her biggest biggest thing ever. And then I bought a hide suit and that changed – she was a different dog after I bought a hide suit. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah okay. So it worked out on average. I think she was making about, I don't know, it was only like 100 and something dollars a start on average. Yep. After the hide suit, it was 400 and something and on like per start on average.
1: Wow. Yep. Yep. Because, yeah, I was, I was going to say to you, like, because I know, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of other dogs out there that would be similar to her and people would sort of be, you know, grasping at straws going, what can I possibly do? Especially if they know that, you know, they've got a bit of ability, which, you know, in most cases they do. They just obviously have trouble with them, you know, with their anxiety and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, that's really interesting that you said the suit changed her. So, yeah, that could be a good avenue for people to explore if, they, um, if they've sort of run out of
0: ideas. Yeah, we tried all the different like the calming products and all the stuff you can use. Yep, not that it worked. Like nothing over the counter you can buy at like your normal supply shops and stuff worked for her. Yep, the yep. hide suit was the game changer.
1: Yeah, wow. No, that's awesome. I, I was talking to Joe from that does the hide suits. He'll be um he'll be so pleased to hear that.
0: You've given him a good plug. <laughs> of our dogs, the majority of our dogs wear them for different reasons. The, yep. the rest of them wear them because they're all absolute nutcases yep <laughs> but yeah the majority of our dogs do wear hide suits yeah most of the time i'm kenneling three dogs and at least two of them have hide suits on
1: yeah right
0: right buy them
1: yep no it's um yeah no I, I mean i know you know a majority of people that use them but yeah if um, it's good advice for anyone who, you know, like I said, may be struggling for, um, for ideas. Um, what has been your, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be your biggest win, but what's been your favorite win? You know, obviously that, that first one's special, but has there been any others that are sort of um, pretty memorable in your mind?
0: It would have to be Noel Jamie's. So he, she's technically Pop's dog. It's in Pop's name, but we clearly do everything together. I still have claimer as mine. I'm her favourite, anyways. <laughs> when she broke track record at casino, it was great, fantastic, yep. amazing.
1: Yep. How good. I, I, and you know, like track records are so hard to come by these days. And when you think I've got the dog, you know, the fastest dog that's ever gone over this distance at this track, I know it must just blow your mind. Yeah.
0: So we were in. It was it was a very hard race, anyways. Um, and we had another track record holder in the same race with us. So we had Phantom Bonnie with us. There was quite a few of Court Dacey's dogs with us, like just super duper dogs. Yeah, we weren't even sure if we could win it, let alone break the track record. Yep, yep, super duper. Yep. And I think she was coming off. I think she come off a big run then. I think she had in her last ten starts, she'd won eight of them and placed in the other two. Like just absolutely flying at that time. Yep. And then Liz more flooded and she lost her favourite track. Oh, no. Of course. (laughs) It's
1: always how it goes. (laughs) Oh. Like, obviously, like you said, you know, your pop's had his licence for quite a while. What are some of the uh, key things that he's taught you about um, training greyhounds? Has there been sort of a a few things that have stuck with you over the
0: years? It's probably... uh, Not really. See, I change everything. Like, I am one of them people that I'm like a big whirlwind and I come in and changed absolutely everything. Everything that he did, we changed it all for the better. Like it was all kind of, you know, even with the high suit, he's like, oh, nobody uses them. I said, well, they're starting to, you're just not realising it. I said, they're starting to use them and now we use them on all our dogs and just things like that, like getting back up to date with everything. But he always tells me if something's worth doing, it's worth doing properly. Yes, good advice. Yep. So yeah, like yeah, I just you think when you're like oh I better go and do that if it's worth doing better do it properly.
1: Yep, yep. No, that's awesome. What um, have, is there any dogs in your kennels at the moment that you're sort of uh, are keen on and think they'll
0: have a pretty good year this year? Not really. They're all at the <laughs> moment. <we're, laughs> the dry it's such an we're honest got, answer. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few injuries and there's a few of them that are just coming off season or just coming on season and. Yeah, a bit
1: bit dry
0: at the moment. I don't think yep. we want a race this year. Yep. Yep. It happens. Yeah. We had a good year right.
1: last year, but not this
0: year. Everybody
1: goes through it. I I'm just looking at your past sort of, you know, half a dozen starters. Do you have any dogs over 26 kilos? You've got all just like 24, 26, all little tiny (laughs) ones. I'm a big
0: bear, but he's 36. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Humongous in our kennels. Yeah, our our dogs aren't very big as well. Even our boys, like I think our biggest dog that's racing is like I think he sits at about 30 kilos. Yeah. Even he, he's not, they're not tall. They got the big, the big wrists on them. Yep. But they're just not not long leggy dogs at all. So big Bam Bam looks like a pony in there at the moment (laughs) compared to
1: all them. They look like whippets. It's
0: ridiculous. (laughs) My girl's heads come up to his shoulders. Like it is a joke.
1: (laughs) Oh dear. And I like I always sort of ask. um, everybody this question especially yourself being a young person in the industry because you know typically you don't really associate especially you know people like yourself a young female with greyhound racing but how do you find it um you know being sort of a young person in the in the industry do you think that there's enough sort of opportunities for young people at the moment like yourself you know looking to um whether it's become a trainer or a handler or or
0: whatever they aspire to do Definitely. So, bringing in all these new, like, young people, licenses, the junior attendants, and all that sort of stuff. I think it'll. I'm hoping it's going to bring in a whole new generation of trainers. Because yeah. the ones that we've got, you know, they're getting they're getting old, and because of the big ban and stuff, I don't think a lot of people signed up to be trainers. Like they just all got put on the back burner, sort of thing. But I just think with the prize money increases and all the new licenses and I think it's great. Hopefully we got a heap of young people to come in. Yep. yep. When I first started. It was obviously very nervous being young, being female and I'm also covered in tattoos. <laughs> it was very, yep. very nervous. Yeah. But, you know, I asked questions, I always listened. Doesn't mean I was going to do it, but I always listened to people when they gave their suggestions. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've met like a lot of great people.
1: Yep yeah yeah I think that's um that's a good point you know a a lot of people forget too that the you know if you sit down and actually think about the lifelong friends that you make uh in the industry um yeah you know and like you said you can just bounce ideas off people a lot of people you know like I, I I'm so lucky I've got a few you know top trainers I'll send them a text and you know they may not get back to me straight away but you think god he's you know one of the best trainers in Australia you know giving me their time to help me out you know yeah. with my little um my little fifth grader or whatever and you know it's you know I, i'm not sure whether that happens in the other industries but i think we're pretty lucky that that happens a majority of the time um in our industry that you know trainers and um you know high profile owners etc are so accessible and you know do you find that as well
0: yeah definitely definitely i'm very Very privileged that a lot of the trainers around here will give me their time of day as well. Like, I feel very lucky that they're quite happy to sit down and have a chat or, like, have you know, just ring up and go, This is what's happening. What would you do? Yep,
1: yep. No, that's awesome. And probably just finally, like I know we all love to dare to dream, but is there a race or, or something in particular that, you know, you're aspiring to one day or, or some sort of feature race you'd, you'd love to achieve or, or do something similar like that in the industry, whether it's as a, as a trainer or, you know, would you like to handle a, a group one winner or something along those lines? Oh, don't we all? Yeah. Um, There's probably not
0: one in particular that i can think of like obviously everyone wants to be in the million dollar chase and stuff like that but with all the new races that are coming out and the like amount of prize money Yep. they're all ideal like back like, we're only little country trainers out here so we don't have a lot of big races in our area
1: yep yep
0: and, yeah, I'd, no,
1: I'd just no like to handle a winner people ask me that question i'd go um i'd just like to handle a winner i've had one handle for a last so i'm like i really can only go up from here i think (laughs) exactly (laughs) surely i can only go up so that's my goal for this year to hopefully handle a winner
0: (laughs) yeah exactly what i would like to see though is them bringing in the new south wales breeders bonuses like queensland have such good bonuses for breeders Yep. And, like, reading your own litters and stuff like that. I just want to see New South Wales do the same thing.
1: Yeah, to, and, you know, to give sort of people um, incentives, like, you know, I know the blue I, – I can't even remember how the blue paws thing worked way back when, but it, at least it was some sort of incentive – You know, because obviously we've seen since the proposed ban, you know, breeding has dwindled, you know, a bit, and the costs involved and all the rest of it have obviously contributed to to not as many litters being bred. But yeah, I think you're right. If there was some sort of incentive there for people to get back into breeding, um, you know, I I think it would be um, all the better. And you know, when the breeder used to get a bonus for. For breeding, you know, a, a certain dog that won a certain race, yeah, it used to be um used to be really good, it used to be exciting for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm a whelper, and I tell my owners, "It's be crazy not to not to whelp in Queensland." Yeah, all the extra money involved, like I'm just sending sending whelps away, but it's crazy not to. It's yep. so much so much extra for the breeders. Yeah, to do them just across the border. Yep. How do you find the whelping
1: side of it now? Like, how many sort of litters have you bred since you were telling me about that first one you did? Is that sort of something you you know you still get a kick out of doing?
0: I love it. Absolutely
1: love it. There's so many people that tell me that. They're like, yep. you know, I was talking to to Jan Wheeler, Amanda Jin, you know, Jodie Manuel, that's what they get off on. They're like, I just live for the breeding and the
0: mums and the <laughs> <your> pups and <laughs> it's so so rewarding. Like it's 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 obviously hard work. Yep. Especially doing like I I prefer to do natural whelpings over elective C sections. Yep. Yep. It's so, it's, it is hard work especially for the first couple of weeks it's so much hard work it is so rewarding and so worth it yep. like we bred Noel Jamie ourselves so it was it was one of them things you kind of pat yourself on the back and you go it is worth breeding your own and rearing your own pups and yep. watching them from sort of birth to finish and through their whole careers and it is very rewarding I love well Yeah, so I'll talk about it all day I love well-being it's, so <laughs> it's just so rewarding you're gonna
1: get hammered with uh, messages of advice now oh can you, help yeah. me this? can you help me with this but you know Jan Wheeler said the same thing like in agreement with you about the the c-section she said you know she said at one stage like she said I had to do the c-section or the mum and the pups were gonna die and she said yep. Paul just lost it at me for doing it but she said it was the only option I had, but she said, yeah, she said that's always been our motto is natural, natural, natural.
0: Yeah, 100%. I tell my owners, though, I will not hesitate for an emergency C-section if need be. Yep. Like I'm not worried about your pocket. I'm worried yep. about the bitch and pups in front of me. I yep. will not hesitate for an emergency if needed. Yeah, But, yeah, natural all the way. It's it's just the way to go. Yep. What's, um, like, because I've
1: I've sort of, I know this might sound a bit weird, but I've sort of half seen a, a little. bit. Born, if that makes sense I saw one or yeah. two come out and then I got a bit freaked out and walked away but um <laughs> I was a bit younger back then but yeah so like for anybody that doesn't know sort of you know obviously once the mum starts having them um you know do you, like how do you feel do you stay calm or do you get nervous and excited like how do you sort of you know I'd just be I, I don't know how to feel but yeah do you is it one of those things where you just have to stay as calm as you can
0: you know, it's just it kind of comes like my first litter or two that I whelped, definitely. Um, you weren't sure if you were doing things right and you kept second guessing yourself, but now it's just it's just second nature. Like you go in, you kick into gear and you just know what you gotta do and if something's not right you can just you go with your gut. Yep. Yep. I always go with my gut. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Yeah. Yeah, you just you get a bit overtired, and by the time you actually get to whelping, usually you haven't slept probably for about mm, three, or four days, waiting yep. on watching. I like, call, oh, is that is she? You know, what's she yep. doing now? Yep. <laughs> and uh, you are kind of into overdrive at that stage, and you are a bit overtired, but the caffeine keeps you going. Yeah. Me, <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> nice, and then, like, obviously, you know, if the if the mum doesn't want to feed them, or she's having trouble with milk, or that, you, you sometimes have to bottle feed them all too, don't you?
0: definitely yeah
1: which would be time consuming as well
0: super duper time consuming because you'd like you can't you can't force them you end up drowning them and giving them the yep. everything else you've kind of just got to sit at puppy pace which is very slow
1: yep yep yeah so i think i think the lesson in this is anyone that's looking to divulge and well politer, maybe watch somebody else who's done find it find a court. mentor i yeah. have a
0: mentor <laughs> she's not a greyhound breeder but she's a breeder for many 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 years yeah and i i still go to her about some things i'm like is this you know have you seen this before or like you know what's your opinion on this um but yeah my, i wouldn't be whelping if it wasn't for her advice over the years yep yeah find nice. a mentor and stick with them yep. one of the big things she always told me is nutrition like you need to give them the best possible start to life with nutrition your bitches included pregnancy yep. and while they're feeding their pups and stuff and always start your pups on the best of the best
1: yep yep
0: Don't out of the cut corners with nutrition
1: what do you feed or does it all depend on on what the mum likes but what do you feed the mum sort of leading into it and then after she's had the pups
0: i always feed my pregnant and whelping bitches on puppy food okay um, doesn't, like, you sort of go off them. Sometimes they'll eat some bread and sometimes they won't. Towards yep. the end of pregnancy, you just feed them whatever you possibly can feed them. Yep. Um, you're cooking chickens at midnight to try and get them to <laughs> eat and you're giving them chicken necks and, you, yeah, I literally have that many different types of dog food when I have a pregnant bitch. It is ridiculous. Yep. Um, and I always start my puppies on Hills Puppy Kibble. Okay. That's what he told me to do. And yep. I have religiously done all my puppies. They all start on Hills. Yep. Um, yeah, no. Nice. And the, the bitches, I keep feeding them puppy food throughout the whole time that they're lactating. Yeah. I don't tack them off the puppy kibble until afterwards. Um, I don't know. I think I think she might have told me that, but we've just always always given them puppy food. From yep. Day job.
1: Yeah. Do they ever not want to eat what you're oh, giving definitely. them?
0: Yeah. yeah. And what it do you
1: do like... then? Is it just a matter of trial and error to see what they'll actually? eat? Because I guess it's better they eat something than nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You just offer them, like, it's. it gets towards the end of the pregnancy and I have bowls with seven different types of food it, <laughs> just to see what they're going to eat that night. Like, you poach and eggs and, yeah, I like to, one of my, usually the thing they'll eat is cooked chicken. Yeah, right. Yep. So, instead of buying roast chicks, like roast chooks every single day, I just bake chicken breasts yeah right like i used to poach them but then it brings out all the flavor into the water and you lose all the goodness so i started baking them and i haven't really had a bitch that will refuse them yet but yeah usually baked chicken breasts are the way to go yep um and chicken necks i usually love chicken necks yeah
1: right nice no that's good i I can probably um already hear people now frivolously writing down what you're saying if they um (laughs) Looking to get into the whelping <laughs> paper, they're like, right, chickens, chicken necks, there's chicken, puppy food. like <laughs> a chicken bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, you really, and, you know, my dad said this to me. He he used to whelp litters years ago. I think he said, you know, he said, oh, I ended up putting them on Devon or something because he said literally they wouldn't eat anything else. And he said, well, you know, I'd rather them eat something than nothing. So exactly, it's Yeah,
0: exactly. Especially things. right towards the end of the pregnancy, you just give them whatever they'll eat. Yep. Like, the dogs end up eating better than you do because you're so <laughs> tired from cooking all these foods all day that you have, like, Vegemite toast for dinner. Oh, no. God. See, and th- this is where
1: I think breeders need um, need more recognition. Someone said to me, they said, you need to start um, on your posts on Facebook putting, you know, obviously I put who the owner and trainer is. They said, you need to start putting the breeders because I don't think they realize how much the breeders go through <laughs> so much it's,
0: it's it is very stressful though like it is so stressful yeah but it's so worth it yeah i would never i would never go back to not well like i am having a little bit of a break at the moment if my owners are listening i'm having a break i don't want any girls <laughs> at the moment i want to redo my well flooring so i've decided i'm having a break but every time i say that i get a phone call i'm like yeah mm-hmm. Never, never goes
1: planned. Oh, you must just be so good at it. So at least you know you're good at it if you if you're in demand. So
0: I'm having a break. am yeah. <laughs>
1: having a break. Midwife's having a break for a while. <laughs> oh dear. I say the fault
0: that I'm like i I'm like a, yeah. Like a midwife. Yeah, midwife's a job or a midwife. <laughs>
1: But honestly, like between like you just said, you know, you are training and when you're whelping and all that, do you really have time for anything else or is it just sort of dogs all the time?
0: I have a daughter. I do I do have a, a six year old. Yeah. So she does help sometimes. She does nice. help. Yep. Training her up really um, good. Yeah. She reckons she's she told me one day that she wants to become a dog trainer. I said, Oh yeah, I'm like all right, that's good And she's like, just so I can beat you And I was like, Oh, all right then, you can find yourself <laughs> someone else to help <laughs>
1: So I'm gonna hold you to that. Say, Good yep. luck to you if you can win on your first starter like <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> but she's got like racing photos hanging up in her bedroom, like we've we've she's been on track before with wins and stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't want to photo and she's like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. So I got her a photo made up with Noel Jane It has like on there like the trainer as her.
1: Oh no. Nice. Like, are you are nice. you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's for her I'm like it doesn't bother me it's, it's for her but going back to what you were saying like that's how you get the youngsters involved like getting them oh, out yeah. on the track you see them getting out on the track having their photo patting the dog and that and they're just having the time of their life and you're like that's how you get them involved
0: yeah exactly so, yeah. there's a young girl that I think she um she could probably be your number one stalker um she is obsessed with you little lily so we had she adopted one of our greyhounds i don't know maybe like 2 years ago and just become obsessed with the greyhound so now she's on the mad hunt to get her license she's 12 so she's can get her junior attendance so nice. <laughs> probably could be able to do it now <laughs> and she i think she's gunning for me as well i, I think she I think she's going to she's going to beat me you're going to have
1: some stiff <laughs> competition in in a few years time well,
0: the way my year's going, it's not going to be hard to beat me. <laughs> like, we are on a real dry streak. <laughs> oh, no. That's yeah, awesome. The time. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Watch out. It's going to be a bit of girl power by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, like, it was just so good watching her. Like, she so she adopted our dog. They got, she got our dog for her 10th birthday. And it's been just so good watching her, like, grow up and mature. Yep. And everything in her world is, like, greyhounds. Just greyhounds, this, greyhounds, that absolutely love them yeah obsessed with them
1: like it's 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 fantastic yeah no, it's great when they especially when they have an interest that young um you know and it's a great interest to have like yeah the sports change so much and there's so many good people and you know the dogs are awesome and yeah no it's a great industry to be involved in so um yeah no that's awesome yeah good good luck with all those people going for you that's all I can say
0: yeah yeah I reckon if they do it now they'll be able to beat me by (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> quite, quite a long time.
1: <laughs> just say to them, look in your, uh, in your acceptance uh, award speech, just just remember me, like remember yeah. who who helped you yeah. along the way. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Mar. proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. <laughs>